Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lovely Travels podcast. Hi, Emma. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Está bien, ¿y tú? Muy bien, gracias. Esta primero podcastio con lingua español. Sí. <laughs> Perhaps we should leave the, the Spanish to the, the native Spanish speaker. Who are we going to have on today? Oh, I'm excited. Who is it, Em? So we are speaking to Fabiola Rendon de Mexico. Viva Mexico. Mexico, my my heart country. Yeah, I feel like my, it was my home. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. very much a part of my my heart. I say, mi corazón es en Mexico. Which I don't know if that's correct, but I like saying it. Because of the tacos? Uh, the tacos are a huge part of my love of Mexico. Like, <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely love that. Uh, tell me a little bit, bit, tell me a little bit about today's guest, Emma. <laughs> yeah, let's skip to that. Um, not my dislike of tequila. Sorry, I love you. But no. uh, Fabie and I actually met, so I studied in, in Monterrey in the north of Mexico. I did a semester abroad and I met friends there. So I actually didn't meet Fabie when I was in Monterrey, even though we went to the same university. Um, but her friend, Daniel, um, saw that I was living in Melbourne in Australia and Fabi Mm -hmm. was there, um, learning English and, um, working and things. And he said, oh, you know, could you hang out with my friend Fabi and kind of make her feel welcome? And we just hit it off and she's like mi hermana. She's like a sister to me. We just had so much fun and it was awesome to practice my Spanish with her. Sure. And then even cooler was that I got to go back in 2014 to Monterey and it was my first time visiting since I left in 2009 uh, and got to stay with her and her family in Monterey and it was, yeah, it was really special. Hmm. Well, I very much look forward to uh, seeing how you guys got on in the podcast. Yeah, it's uh, we could have talked all day. <laughs> so muchos timers. Este episode, no say. See, episodio. Episodio is okay. I'm going to check that with with Fabi. <laughs> okay, arriba. Arriba. Hola, uh, bienvenido a Lovely Travels podcast y bienvenido Fabiola. Hola, mucho gusto. Gracias por invitarme, Emma. 
¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, muy bien. ¿Y tú? Sí, muy bien. And for our listeners, I will stop speaking in Spanish now and also so I uh, don't start speaking poorly. Uh, but uh, hablo un poquito español porque estudié en México en, en 2009. So I... I Studied in Mexico in 2009 and I learned Spanish. And then I met someone who is the friend of Fabiola. And then that's how we got to meet each other. And so uh, we will speak English on this podcast, but welcome. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Emma, for having me in your podcast. Yay. So, yeah, I know it's crazy. I mean, uh, yes, we met thanks to Danielle. Yes. And um, you were studying with him in Monterey, right? So you yes. met him in Monterey. And after that, um, I moved to Australia in 2013. And just like uh, for, for uh, eight months. And he told me, like, definitely, like, obviously, I was new. I didn't knew anyone. And I was just trying to figure out, like, where to live, places and all that. Um, and then he just told me, like, he's a really good friend of mine. And he was like, you need to meet this girl. Like, this girl is amazing. She's a pure gold heart. And uh, she definitely will help you with anything that you need. Yes. Which was um, true, 100%. But I never thought that it would be like a, not only a friend or not only like a, a reference. Like, you actually become like a, my sister. And it's, yeah. it was so... I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking like a, that was so la long time ago. And right now, just having again this type of conversations and just go back to time and, and remember all those time with you. It was amazing. And, and then thank you again. Thank you again for inviting me. I know that you are fully of new projects and adventures. So I'm really happy to be part of that. Oh, Denada. It was, yeah, it was so lovely. And you don't know, I, I'm always happy. I, I tell people all the time, you know, if someone's coming to Australia, whether you give them my phone number or, um, you know, or my email, ask me questions. And if, if possible, I'll meet them. Uh, and you know, we, we were both in Melbourne. So I said, of course, I'll go and meet her. But I don't know either. Maybe we just have a coffee and um, we just have a chat. And then I say, oh, all the best. But no, you were like, I think we spent the whole afternoon and evening. My friend Angela was there too. I, I, actually, Angela is the friend of Darius, who is the co-host. And, yeah, we just had a crazy night and, uh, yeah, como hermanas, como, like sisters. And I always say the same. I'm like, oh, I'm going to talking to my friend Fabi. She's, you know, she's like my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't understand that. And I'm like, oh, it's, yeah. It's yeah, and I feel like it's hard to to explain because it was a short time of period that we actually spent together. It was like a maybe one two days, and then it was like a so this all this connection and like okay, let's do this, let's do go there, and it was just so um, easy going. It was nothing that um, make it hard or making a difficult just to spend the time together. So which I don't know. You have a, a big angel, like a big aura in you. So you already know that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, then it was such a privilege for me because when in 2014, because you went home and then, you know, actually it's not, it feels, it felt like a long time, but it wasn't so long that the next year I got to come and visit you in Monterrey in, in your hometown and where, which is my Mexican hometown. Yes. Um, yes, and after that, uh, we meet again, right? Twice in LA. 
twice in LA. Yeah. So it's really cool. Cause so, yeah. So you're originally from Mexico, but now you're living in Los Angeles. That's, that's correct. And so why are you in Los Angeles? So, uh, long story short. So I started working on this company. It's a, um, lighting company. And then, um, actually I started working after I returned from Australia I was in that company in Monterrey, Mexico for one year and a half, two. And then I started traveling to the United States, just like doing, um, um, working with another facility from the same company. In the last one, uh, it was uh, Chicago. So they get a new uh, choir. They, they, they just get this new facility and they invite me to standardize process and training. It was a period of six months after I don't know, three, four months, did they ask me if I would like to stay? Um, so I stayed two years in Chicago, uh, working, fully working in, in the United States. And then there was another opportunity in LA, which they also invited me. Just give me one second. <laughs> I have one of the cats around trying to get my drink. drink. Davino. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not good for cats. <laughs> no, no, no. He's like, what is that? Um, and after that, so I moved to LA and now I have been three years in Los Angeles I with have. the same company. So it's been, it's been, it's been like a really moving around and it's been kind of crazy try to adapt in each city. Um, but I cannot complain. I mean, I'm still here. I like what I'm doing and definitely there is always like uh, new adventures trying to explore. Um, I, miss Mexico a lot um but I have the opportunity to go at least every year or for big events I don't know like a friend's wedding something like that so um it's, it's not that far so yes. it's going back and LA is kind of a place where there actually are is a big Mexican population yes a lot a lot a lot um I will say like honestly, um, a lot of people are saying like, "Well, you're you're close to Mexico, and uh, you're not gonna be struggling with the food." And don't get me wrong, I, I, my favorite food is the Mexican food. Uh, but in some way, I miss a little bit Chicago. There was like amazing restaurant. There was more uh, variety. Like a, I don't know, pho. I remember a lot that the first time that I have like a real pho, it was with you. So I I enjoy it a lot. Um, and in here, yes, it's so traditional. You can find like a, there is a lot of a Mexican and Latin American culture, mm. more than the rest of the United States. Um, but it's really predominant. Predominant? Yeah. Uh, instead, in Chicago, it was more like a mix. It was a lot of Polish. It was a lot of um, uh, Mexicans. Like it was a huge combination of different cultures. And I will say like I, I enjoy that. I enjoy meeting new people, meeting new cultures. So that's something I really miss about Chicago, but definitely I cannot complain with uh, LA, whether it's 100% better yes. <laughs> than Chicago. And the, and the food, so how do you, like how does the food compare, the Mexican food? Do you think it's quite uh, traditional and typical of Mexico or do you think they've adapted the food? They are, the, they are adapting. Um, there is not bad. Like honestly, it's a pretty, pretty good, um, um, there's a lot of restaurants there is a lot of uh, like a small places 
like they have the I don't know how to say like a, the, the the little cars outside of the streets and they're like a really like a food uh, truck. Yes, like a type of a food trucks, um, which is nice. That's something that I never saw in in Chicago, um, and it's it's good. I mean, it's it's I cannot complain. Definitely, I can find like all type of sauce. All type of chilies. If I want to make a salsa, like a, there is, it's funny because my dad, like when I was in Chicago, like oh yes, let me bring you this salsa and let me bring you this and that, and, and in here, like a, don't even bother. I mean, no. I have everything, or maybe I have more, so don't worry about it. Yeah, um, find everything, everything, and there is all type of market. So um, yes, definitely, I don't struggle with with trying to find a good restaurant or trying to find like a good condiments for preparing something. So what is your favorite Mexican food? Homemade. Homemade. <laughs> so yeah. it's so funny. And, and I don't know. It's, it, I actually was talking with my friends about that. When I was back home, um, like I was not a big fan of beans. Yes. Like in general, like a bean civil, like a, no, I mean, if I'm going to get a taco, I would prefer to take a taco of uh, meat or other thing, right? Um, since I moved to United States, I cannot explain to you how I miss the beans. And every time that I have opportunity, like even to get like a steak or getting like a something more, um, I don't know, uh, complicated, I just like a bring me the beans like I'm a beaner like I'm definitely missing the beans too much uh and like I don't the know like the, the kind of the the mashed beans or more like the whole like the black beans like the whole beans yeah and the thing is like a back home there and, and I think like every family there is always having the the type of food like okay there is always a lot of different things but the rice is never going to be missed or or other things in my house it was the beans so since I move and I don't have it on daily basis obviously it was like uh okay that's what I, that's what I miss the most yeah and, and that's something that like, it's, it's more typical and I think sometimes like people get so used to the Tex-Mex food but like as a real typical Mexican plate is like some some rice some beans some vegetable maybe maybe a meat or something but that's like kind of a normal dinner right Yes, um, and like a quesadillas or something like that. Like I feel like the the Tex Mex, um, and I might be wrong, but it's more like um, the fajitas, yes. which we also have that. But it's more like a, a lot of cheese, like a, for everything. We also use the cheese. Don't get me wrong, but it's like a cheese on top of mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, <laughs> just 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 a different style. Um, and I will say, like, a, if you will recognize a Tex-Mex because of the sauce, it's more like a tomato sauce. Yes. More like a spicy sauce. So it's more like a nachos and different. It's to learn that when they go to Mexico, like what you're expecting and even like ordering a salad. You know, I, I think what we picture as a salad, it comes out and it's got like mayonnaise all over it and comes with saladas and crackers on the side. And I'm like, what? Like this... It's different to the salad that I would have at home. So it says it's the same when you translate it, it's the same, but the presentation it's is different. different. Yes. And the interpretation is different. And I loved it. Like, but it's just don't go in thinking I'm going to have this. And then because you will get 
even tacos, what we thought was tacos was Tex-Mex. Tacos are completely different. And, you know, there's so much variety of, you know, one, every different meat that goes into it, it gets a different name. You know, I loved uh, the Tacos Rincon and they had, um, my favorite was the, oh, I'm going to forget now. It's the, there's like a ranchera and then there's a, starts with a G. It's like a big, looks like a big quesadilla. Gringa. Yes. It yes. was the gringa. Yes. Gringa, that yes. It was like a big tortilla with cheese and then the arrachera. Yes. 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 And so like if it had, but like if it had the steak in it, it's called one thing. If it has pork in it, it's called another thing. <laughs> it's called a chicken. It's like, it's like a, with tortilla all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you had to re re work out which bit you got with it but uh you become expert <laughs> and now I love it we go when you know I was in Mexico in February and it just like to my husband and my friend I'm like just sit there and then the guy comes I'm over and I'm like let me order I'm gonna have this 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 and I think he's like looking at this white girl like oh okay <laughs> like, but she knows what she's doing yeah and it was the best we just got off the plane straight to this little taco place in um Playa del Carmen like you know and the ba more basic the better right like yeah basic table like simple lots of people in there you're like that's the one yes that's true <laughs> uh and for example with my my brother-in-law he's from Spain and it's so funny with him because um the, right now they just moved to Spain because of his job but they live in Mexico for 15 years. So until the last day, he was like, um, I don't get it. I don't get it. You're Mexican. You put chili on everything. You put chili in the food. You put chili on the candy. You put chili on the beer. Like, uh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, uh, stop complaining. You have been here 15 years and you still like uh, going with the same. But honestly, it's true. Like, uh, one thing that he was saying, like, uh, Candy is supposed to be sweet, and you you make it like spicy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Even the mango on the you go to the beach and you buy a cup of mango or melon or something like that, and they're like, "Do you want to put the chili salt on top?" So not only do you not make it sweet, you make it salty and spicy and sweet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so for a lot of people, it's hard to understand it, and honestly, I don't blame them. Um, I think that it's just part of our culture. Like, I definitely is something that there is a lot of candies that I haven't given to my foreign friends. And they're like, what is this? And I'm like, it's so delicious. You need to try it. Maybe you don't like it, but you need to try it and judge it by yourself. And they're like, I hate it. And then, like, a couple of weeks, I give them another try, another try until, like, well, it's not that bad. But yes, it's, I don't know. I will say it's quite your germinate, marmonate. What is the name of the of the um, type of peanut butter? But it's um, that it tastes horrible. Oh, oh Vegemite. The um, <laughs> Vegemite. <laughs> yes, the black spread that we inf we inflict upon. Yes, it's made of yeast. It's very salty and bitter, and but we love it. And if we're away from home, it's the same. We're like. I need Vegemite. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's something like that. I mean, it's 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 something that is hard to explain sometimes to other people that it's, it's, it didn't grow up with that. But I love yes. it. And I love the cocktail. I don't know if it's got a particular name, but it's that mango cocktail, and then they do the chili salt around the top. Um, like a 
chamollada, chamochela. Something like that, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, and the beer it like, comes with chili salt around. Or uh, I really like that. I, I, if I ever see that on the menu, I'm like, yes, that one. And a margarita comes with salt, you know. Yes, I used to do like the one, the mango, mango chela. That is like a kind of a mango and some uh, sweet and spicy uh, sauce. I love it. So you have actually traveled quite a bit yourself, like you've done quite a bit of overseas travel, but did you travel much in, in Mexico? Yes. So how do you say, like, uh, yes, I have been traveling a lot um, outside, uh, but I definitely started in Mexico. Like I definitely start in just traveling in the country, like to the beaches and different other um cities and I love it I think that it's amazing it's so um diverse you can definitely find different type of people different type of food and weather traditions is is one place it could be totally different to another one which I think is is pretty awesome um because I love I that in of- Mexico City, if you want to, like for the food, if you want to experience like quite a different range, I loved in Mexico City that you got the all the different places of Mexico. You could taste all those different types of food. And the, the food that we know, it probably came from, you know, one from the Yes. It's typical. Um, of, you know, like Oaxacan food has got a quite a specific flavour and then the south or the beaches have a different flavour and then the north. Yeah, so you have, I mean, like a Mexican food is amazing and you have like a a lot of options, which I think is great. Um, talking about places, again, is is unreal. You can find, and, and this is something that I really want to share with you, uh, places like Gilitla. Uh, yes. I don't know if you went there. I yes, I loved Gilitla. And, and just by knowing the story. So I understand like a, yes, um, Every city has their own story and their own, um, yeah, like a, I don't know, heroes and and characters and what it makes in the city. But I think like a Hilitla has like a this magic and unique um, history behind the the place. And I would like to just share it with you, even if you already know it. Yeah, but it's um, so Hilitla was um, it's a, it's a small town in San Luis Potosí, which is full of vegetation, trees, and, and it's beautiful. Um, so there was this guy, and the name was um, Edward James. Um, he was uh, from England. So he just received all this ton of money from one of their relatives, and he was just traveling around the world. And if you look at his biography is saying like a, he just spent his life having all these crazy parties and and he was like a rock star back on the time. And he was friend of Dali. So he had like a, all these um, artistic background on his life, right? So he was traveling around um, Mexico until he gets into Tujilitla. And he just decided, like, okay, this place is just made by God. Like, this place is so perfect. It's so pure. It's so nice that it's made with the hands of God. Um, so he decided to stay in there, and he started building this 
surrealistic castle. And inside of this realistic castle, you can see all these different um, sculptures made by him. And there is a, a couple of hands that are supposed to be the, the hands of God. Um, the UNESCO make it part of a um, national... Um, the heritage, yeah. Yes. And um, right now it's a really touristic place. It's good if you go when it's a low season because you are able to enjoy it. Like, yes. a, like a, you are not in a rush and you can actually like a stay and, and chill out. And when I say there is a castle, it's, it's not the traditional castle. It's just like a big land with a lot of um, waterfalls and different sculptures and the random rooms. They, they, he built like um, he called it the stairs to heaven. So actually, there are some stairs without any hanging or anything to support your hands. So it's pretty creepy if you are afraid of heights. Yes, uh, but it's beautiful. It is. It is amazing. And honestly, I don't think that um, a lot of people know about this place. No. And in some way, I think it's good because it makes it like a more secret and it's more like a, just a little place. It's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Um, but like this place is, Mexico is full of other different places like you can never imagine. Um, the other one that I really like a lot is um, Real de Catorce. Yes. Yeah. And it's a ghost town. And it's like a, you are back on time. Everything is just the same. You can go to the desert. You can go and stay in this little hostel. So it's it's pretty like a, most of people definitely they know about Cancun. They know and don't get Cancun is amazing. They have like a, these beautiful areas and places. And and I know that you get married and there is just so magic. Um, but sometimes I just feel like I is um, there's a lot of another different places, like a secret places. In oh, absolutely. That and it's the places that people don't picture. Like I think when people picture Mexico, they're either picturing the desert and they think of like cactus and desert and tequila and uh, guys in sombreros and like those are real ranchero <laughs> guys. Or they're picturing Cancun. Uh, yes. And, like drinking margaritas and ta like tacos or like um, what's that place over the border? Uh, Tijuana, Tijuana, Tijuana. Yeah. And, and people think it's just like this crazy little like Mexican town and people just go there, get drunk and, you know, it's like, no, Mexico has so much more and the region that we were living in, in Monterrey, like it's it's got that deserty feel and it's got mountains. But then, yeah, you go to Gilitla and um, San Luis Potosí, that area is jungle and waterfall and canyons and the same down south when you go from if you keep heading south from Cancun you follow the Guatemala border you go to Palenque it's jungles and um Los Casas de San Cristobal like there's this canyon there and this old feeling of the colorful town and um you know it's yeah sure go to Baja California go to Cancun go to um, Acapulco like but you know there's so much more to see, and even Mexico City. I mean, I, I love Mexico City myself. I think there's so much culture there. You've got the Aztec history. You've got the Catholic, when the Catholics came. and it's Yes, it's, it's just, I mean, and, and I feel like every country, they have their own popular places, and, and 
if you are the local in, a, in another country, you will say, like, no, you're missing like the, the real thing. Like you're missing the good stuff. Um, like, for example, I have a lot of friends, obviously, because living in here in the United States and until they know me, they meet me and there's like, a, well, I have like a different opinion of what was Mexico because every time like, it's like, oh, no, this place. And I'm trying to show them and they're like, there is nothing what I expect. There is nothing what I, I, I hear about it. Um, and in some way, I'm trying just to um, motivate them to go and explore and, and don't go through everything that is the stereotype because yes. there is a lot of places to, to explore. Um, obviously, right now with COVID, it's a little bit different. But in the future, that like it's it's, it's we're the neighbors, so there is a lot of uh, opportunities to, to go and visit, and it's amazing. I mean, there is something that um, I will never regret is just traveling in Mexico, and it's something that I miss the most. So, But it's good that you did it because when I was there and we were studying in 2009, like, you know, we were making friends with the locals, and they were, you know, we kind of inspired some of them to go and see their own country because they were often... Uh, wanting to go outside they wanted to go to the other foreign countries or yeah they, they would go to USA on their trips and you know the school we went to uh, it was people are well off they are um, so they could travel but we're like guys just you have a car let's go to like Zacatecas which you can yeah. get to for like four hours or something from Monterrey and oh, no maybe four more seven or something but uh, we got a bus and we went to this town, Zacatecas, and there's a mine there. And we went to a nightclub in a mine. <laughs> Inside like, of the mine, yes. Crazy. And, and all the old buildings and there's like a donkey walking through the street with like this people walking behind the donkey. He's carrying the alcohol. <laughs> I'm really yeah, so, perpetuating this drinking culture, aren't I? <laughs> yes. So those calls callejoneadas. So like a callejoneada, it means like a, a street, like a like a walking into the streets. And what's going on is like a people is having a party or they have like a friend, so they invite like the musicians. And because Zacatecas is so cold, they bring the donkey and they bring or either tequila or mezcal because that's what they keep them warm. That's the excuse. But honestly, because we just love to drink tequila. <laughs> uh, but but yes it keeps us it keeps us warm so you are like just hearing the music and then you stop it's funny because you stop on in front of the churches so it's at night but yes. in front of the churches where they have like a this big area so it's so beautiful because i don't know if it's a wedding um they have the callejoneada and people is just okay just walking and in the little streets following the musicians following obviously the donkey is the most important is the one carrying the, the tequila the little burro <laughs> yes and they are just just like a drinking and then they stop and everybody's just dancing and then just move to another spot and it's just a way of celebration i mean it's it's something that i really uh, enjoy and it's really really traditional it's How really do you traditional say it? Callejoneada. Callejoneada. Like a calle, calle is like a street and callejoneada is just like a keep walking on the streets. Callejoneada. Okay, I like it. I'll get you to write it down. We'll put it in the show notes. So if you ever see one when you're there, you know what it is. But the I, yes, uh, the other place I went near to Monterrey, we, we hired a car and it was um, 
the Cotro Sinegas. Ah, yes. So it's, it's, an, it's a desert. Yeah. It's just beautiful. And it's got these pools, like these um, beautiful clear pools. And the ecosystem in that area is very unique. And it was really cool because my brother came from... Uh, Australia he was in visiting America and he came down and visited me in in Monterrey and then we went on this road trip to Cuatro Sinegas and for him to see like yeah like kind of a real authentic Mexico and uh, we stopped at little restaurants on the way and it was really really special to share that with him and I don't think I don't think I got to Real de Cotorce I, I didn't get there so I that's on my list as well because these were trips that we could kind of do on the weekend they weren't too far from Monterrey, so. Yes. Um, other places to go, definitely the south is, well, like all Mexico, like at the north, the south, the center, like everything. It has their own specific um, magic places. Um, but the south, like, for example, Chiapas. Chiapas yes. is just so beautiful. And um, You had a wedding so there I, recently? You were in a wedding, I think. No, I went to uh, San Miguel Allende. It was it was a wedding. Oh. Uh, but Chiapas, I went with again with one of my best friends, and we did like a this little tour. And San Cristobal de las Casas is just unreal. Um, you can go to the pyramids, and it's all jungle, and you feel like you are. Um, what is the name of uh, Angelina Jolie on Tom Rider? Yeah, Tomb Raider, yes. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I swear, it, it's, it's a lot like, of This is the, yes. and that's the Mayan section, I think is more, you get Aztec and Mayan down there, but a bit, bit more Mayan in Chiapas, I believe. Yes, and then in, in, the, in the next one is uh, Oaxaca, that Oaxaca is so good for surfing, in case that you like to surf. Um, and again, food, small towns, people just on the beach and doing like all this type of uh, acrobatics with fire and it's just hanging in there. It's really, really friendly. A lot of people, because of the surf, there's a lot of people from all different countries that they like to, to do surfing. That's in um, Cicatela is So in Oaxaca, there is a different um, areas. Cicatela that's what I know that is the highest waves or like okay. at the best waves. Um, and then Cipolite, Masunte, uh, Puerto Escondido is a little bit more commercial, but you have like, a, if you go through all the, the beach, there is a ton of um, different towns and each one. Do you know what is funny in Oaxaca? Like a, each beach, it has a different color of the sand. Yeah. Like, like it, that was something like a really, really crazy, and I had never seen that before. Um, there was but bachoco, bachoco. It was a type of a black sand, and then just half an hour driving, maybe one hour, it was another beach that it was a carrizalillo, and the beach and the sand was like a um, a big one, but it was totally gold. And okay. then you keep driving, and there was white sand and I was like how how this happen <laughs> and and I don't know well honestly I don't have the answer of that um but I think that it was a uh, pretty awesome that in in a really short time of period of driving you can find like a different spot and totally unique like a, each one has their their own style and their own um 
essence of of the yeah. place so and so yeah if people are into surfing yeah really you need to go to the south of mexico because in like cancun and veracruz like on the you know on the west coast or the east coast like it's not as good um even Baja, like mazatlan i was in mazatlan I, I don't remember the waves being very good so if you want that real surf surf it's the south is the best yes and oaxaca has say like a cicatella there was a lot of people from different places because they they just went for for the waves not really experienced the, the area but i think like it's the third place in the world with uh best waves I know that uh, one was like Australia. I don't know if it was Perth. Um, the second was um, Cape Town in South Africa. Yeah. And the third and the fourth, it was Cicatella in wow. Oaxaca. And, and that's from a surfer. Don't, don't trust me. Yeah. That was something that somebody else told me. No, that's uh, cool. And Oaxaca is also like a lot of the um, colourful artwork that people love, um, that embroidery and those really bold colours like that you see on the plates, uh, that, that style that comes from Oaxaca. The, yes, uh, it's art. super, super traditional. And, and the food is amazing. The food is amazing. So one more thing, if you want to try... Um, um, how do you say grillos? Do you remember the... Uh, Ghost punners, the one that, that they jump. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so silly. But but the one that uh, is it, with Pinocchio, telling him the good things to do. Oh, a grasshopper. Yes. Yeah, like a cricket. Yeah. Yes, crickets, crickets. So you say so there is a lot of, there is they are really traditional crickets. Um, oh, yes, yes. Dishes. Mm. In what? So actually, that. In there is the first time that I tried the crickets, and I was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, okay. It's like um, dry fish, like yeah. the small ones or like a, a shrimps. Um, and it's really good. And they're putting a tortilla with some cheese and some meat and the crickets on top with some chili. But it's a really good place to try the crickets. It's actually, and the crickets are very high in protein. So they're actually really good for you. And... They, they taste like I don't know, it's just crunchy and yeah, no, a no. nutty flavor for the, me. Like the flavor was amazing. Honestly, it, it, the expectations were really, really low, and it was amazing. You were like, mm, actually, I like it. I am enjoying it. I love and it. And you go to all these uh, places, like a big dinner, like a kind of a market, and you can see how they're making all the food. And I don't know, it's it's really traditional. It's it's quite an experience. It's really enjoyable oh yeah i love that part the places i need to go that i feel like are in my head now are like um i never got to guadalajara or guanajato uh you know i didn't get to real de catorce and i didn't get to um tabasco is a place right yes yes and i love tabasco sauce so i feel like i want to go there <laughs> and i think one I of my friends so. from university a lot of the places we heard about because you know, like when people go to university, they come from all over the country. So we had all these different students from all over Mexico and then we were international students from all over the world. So I learned about all these places and, you know, we just ran out of time. And I was there for four or five months and still, I mean, I had to study so <laughs> <laughs> at some point. But, uh, yeah, it's the diversity. People do not realise the diversity 
um, in the traditions and the food and the music and uh, the clothing, even the different style of clothing. The language doesn't change much though, right? It's just slang. The slangs, yes. <laughs> um, I had a quite a problem with, um, my parents are from Zacatecas, right? Uh, born, like I live in, in Monterey. So my accent is kind of a strong Um, so every time that I was just visiting friends, I was like, okay, let's go and do this. And I was like, okay, chill out while you're mad. And I was like, no, I'm not angry. Like I just like I move on in, in, uh, seriously, I'm not, I'm not angry. So yes, you can feel like a, each city has same language, different accents, different slangs. So sometimes it's hard to even understand a little bit. No big deal. Um, but it's funny, has, has, uh, being in the same country is sometimes hard to understand each other. With the accent, yeah. My friend was from Juarez in Chihuahua and my gosh, he would send me messages and I would say to someone like, can you help me? Maybe it's my Spanish. And he's like, that's not Spanish. <laughs> I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> he was saying this to me. I'm just like, I learned all these, you know, que mami, like no mommy's way. Okay, mama. <laughs> I, yeah, just like slang words that I picked up and then you say to somebody else and they're like, or they go, oh, you definitely were in Mexico. When I'm speaking to someone who's a different Spanish speaker, they're like, oh, I can hear that you were, <laughs> you learn your little Like a, you get all the slangs, definitely. The, el way, like a, it's something like I say, like a hey, bro, a hey, dude, like a, yeah, all way. the time. So it's G-U-E-Y and you go, hola, way, like que on the way. Like, what's happening, yes. brother, my friend? That's a fun one. Are there any phrases you think that people should know that would help them? Um, not really in the top of my head. You know what someone uh, taught me that I always remembered? It was actually I learned it in Spain, but it helps in Mexico too. No me molestes. Well, yes, definitely. <laughs> Especially as a woman, but uh, I say it nicely, but it means don't bother me. And, uh, you know, maybe in the market it helps as well, like don't leave me alone. It, you know, you can say it a nice way, but I'd like to, don't bother me. <laughs> don't bother me. No me molestes. Yes, I think that's a good one. Definitely. Um, I think it's really important to know, like, uh, where is the restroom? Donde está el baño? Yes. <laughs> That's something that definitely you don't want to miss. Um, but, yes, una cerveza. Yeah, everybody <laughs> says, yeah, my, my husband can say, dos cerveza, por favor. Uh, two, two, no three. one, two. Yeah, always two, <laughs> not, not one. So you don't need to say una cerveza, you need to say dos cerveza. Um, but also, you know, it's quite a easy one and people I think Spanish can be easy because it's phonetic so if you read it the accent can be harder but you know it's very polite to go and to say hola um gracias um you know asking for the bill those sorts of things people I've, I found they they were very and the, the English level when you go to those smaller places is low so if you have a little bit of Spanish it, it helps yes and how do you say like a uh English speakers is really, really low. So when they see that you're trying, people is really, really humble. And even if they don't get a word of what you're saying, trust me, they will try to figure out. They will 
ask. They will try to, okay, what do you need? They will bring you a paper and a pen. And that's that's the way that people it is. So um, I think that that's a really good thing about people in, in Mexico and and. Oh, they are so much, my, like, Matthew has come with me twice now and he's, like, amazed by, people are so happy to speak their, like, their own language. So, yeah, of course, especially in Cancun and place like that, they've learned English um, because they have to, but you're in in their country, either you should, you feel comfortable to speak your language. So they were always so happy that I was speaking Spanish and so helpful because, you know, like you're trying and it just, it feels more comfortable. So if you can learn a little bit, it's just so nice. And honestly, the people will be so grateful and, and accommodating. They will scold you more. Yeah. Yeah. I had one man, actually, we were in Chetumal, we were getting the ferry and he's funny because I can tell when what happens is he can see that obviously I'm white <laughs> and I'm speaking to him in Spanish and I'm asking questions about the car park and we speak and keep asking in Spanish and he's answering me in English <laughs> and he's being quite stern and answering me in English. And I keep try, I keep saying to him in Spanish, asking the questions, we confirm I'm going to um, go and use the car park and everything. And then I realized that his English, he must've had those set phrases of the car park costs this much. It's open this time. He's used to answering those questions. And then his English must've run out. <laughs> And then he started to speak Spanish with me. So he was trying to tell, then he was telling me all about, it's a very windy day. I hope the ferry isn't too windy for you. And where are you going? And that, that was all in Spanish afterwards. And it was, it was quite sweet because he's like, okay, she's okay. She can, yeah. That's- <laughs> and then he was so helpful. And he's like, make sure you go here and there. But at first he's like, just you park here and this is how much. And <laughs> No, and exactly. And, and that's my thing. Like when people actually see that you're trying and you're trying to embrace the culture and it's like a living the experience they will give you like all these little tips that will save you a lot of time they will save you a lot of money because they they know like they're the locals right and when they see that you are trying to just interact in a good way with people and, and and i don't think that that's only in mexico i think like in general with anyone anywhere like when you show some interest and respect and and friend friendly way you will receive the same is 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 universal i must say um like something to expect in mexico and uh, for a warning is it's quite a bureaucratic country so there's uh sometimes there's a lot of rules and sometimes when you're dealing with people like like when we were buying our ticket for the ferry they can be and the immigration in the airport and things they, they can be quite strict uh, and there can be a lot of rules. So it's good to maybe when you're doing that sort of travel um, to maybe understand and you might not experience it because you're a Mexican, but um, yeah, I think sometimes things can be a little confusing. So if you can, you should research before you go when you're doing some of those big things like a ferry or going through the airport, it helps to have an understanding because there just seems to be a lot of rules that you miss <laughs> yeah um no and the other thing like uh, for example and again i think like uh, this will apply in every country but if you have the opportunity to travel with a local you will enjoy more just because you, what you're saying like at uh, the local we know what's going on the rules and you can just actually chill out and enjoy yes um 
I will select that. That will be my biggest recommendation. Um, just to be be sure that you don't need to work on those little details and and like a I don't know, we cannot go to this freeway because we need to pay something and it's actually, you need to take another one. Um, if you don't have any local traveling with you, um, yes, do your research how you will be doing to any other place. Um, yeah, and, and I still want people to have yeah. that. You, have a bad, you don't want to have a bad taste in your mouth because uh, of some experience it's just a confusion it's a miscommunication and um sometimes things aren't so clear so maybe asking some more if you don't know and you haven't done ask some more questions make sure you're very clear on what is required uh you know like we didn't even know that we needed money uh to pay like we luckily had enough money but like we got there and then we found out there's like an extra tax and then there wasn't an ATM there. And so I was like, if you're getting the ferry from that place, you should really make sure you have cash because you're going to have to pay this tax. Yeah. So just little things like that. Yes. And honestly, and, and I'm not proud to say this, but for example, as we talked before, um, there is a lot of people with really low level of English. So unfortunately, when we don't understand something, it's like, oh, yes, 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 yes. And we say yes for everything. When actually like a, the, the answer is different, right? Mm. So it's really important that, as you say, make the questions, even even if somebody already give you the answer, just like a double check. Yeah. Check. It's like, okay, so you are telling me that we're going to take this point to this point. And I, I don't know if it's possible, make them repeat. Just yeah. to make sure that the instructions that they're giving to you or whatever you think that you understand is clear. It's clear because when you don't speak the language, you're with someone like speaking so, speaking so fast, like, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I find and, that the people in Mexico, they, they wanted to help sometimes. So you ask them a question and even if they didn't know the answer, um, you know, like ask for direction. And it happened in Monterey one time. I ended up going in a big square. I asked three people. They didn't know, but they wanted to help me. So they gave me the wrong direction, actually. <laughs> uh, or they say, yes, you, you know, I'm going this right way. Yes, you are. And I don't know. Yes, and it's frustrating. I mean, and, and I totally understand. <laughs> you were like, a, what the heck? Like a three times. Yeah. But, I, you know, if you, when I came to understand that, it's like you have to let it go and, um you go, okay, then it's going to take me a little longer. Or we have to ask them some more questions like, tranquilax, like relax, tranquilo, like just take it easy and be patient um, because there's so much, it's such a wonderful place to travel. But, yeah, it's just a little different. Yes, and, and definitely um, I'd say like if you had opportunity to be with a local or even to have someone to talk and ask questions, um, do it. So I, I will use you like a bridge. If somebody needs like a help with Mexican contacts and you know, Emma, Emma will contact me and we definitely will find you someone. Yes. But it's go, go to Mexico, don't, don't, don't wait. Be scared. So many people, when I was going to Mexico and I said when I was going there for study, they were like scared for me and worried for me and unfortunately there's some been some horrible stories of things but uh you know there's horrible stories of things in many places and my mostly experience in Mexico is I felt so safe 
uh, I felt so comfortable. And if something felt like it wasn't right, then I stayed away from it, you know. And some there was a horrible thing. Some Australian guys got into trouble, but they drove through an area that was known as a dangerous area and they went on the road trip through that place, you know. And it's like if you're given that information, you should take that information. We were even told that sometimes when we were there. They said, don't go to the shopping malls this weekend. There's some Maybe there's some problems. So we didn't go to the shopping mall that weekend, you know. It's it's fine. Yes. No. And how do you say like a, I think that in every place there is going to be um, safety or, or any problem it's in general. Making sure that you do your research. Don't be in the wrong places on the wrong time. Like a, just just be where you should be. Don't get into uh, places um, that are not recommended it and try to avoid those situations that might put you in a bad spot yeah and the rest the rest should be fine I mean yeah I don't want people to ever feel scared to I it's such a beautiful country and beautiful people and I, I don't there is unfortunately there is a drug there is a drug problem um you know the narcos that that is a situation but so many places that is it's not an issue and they're they're dealing you know over they're having their trouble over there not near you so i traveled to so many places i never encountered trouble no and the other thing is and and that's that's something that is um a reality like a, we are the bridge with united states and latin america so obviously as i say like a, we're the bridge and everything that doesn't it is not able to cross to united states it will stay in mexico Um, so yes, I'm, I'm not going to deny that it's a big issue, but I say like, that's a business. That's what professional working on that and doing their things, not only in Mexico is a problem across the continent. Um, as a tourist, making sure that you are in a safe area, don't go to places that should not be going. And once again, like my recommendation, if you can have a contact, even not traveling with you, but someone to call, just making sure that you can understand. And if you have any type of issue, like you are not really clear of what to do, just give a call. That will well, make exactly. a big difference. Exactly. And it's easy to, you don't need to work. Like I went, I got to Mexico City. I arrived to Mexico City at 1 a.m. on New Year's Day, you know, and Mexico City is like huge city and I was right in the center like in the center and I went to my hostel and straight away I met the nice reception man and he you know I said oh it's my first time you know can you give me some recommendations and things and he ended up like hanging out with me a couple times and t telling me tips and there were tours that I did from the hostel so that I felt safe with other people and I, I really loved Mexico City. I felt comfortable and safe. I got the metro by myself, like, because I knew I had been told what to do. And then, you know, even the time I came to visit you, from the time I get in the country, I'm calling my friend and texting my friend and saying, this is where I am and if I have any problem, I'll, I'll tell you. You know, if I was struggling a little or didn't understand, I, I would call you and say, can you talk to the person Exactly. And that's my thing. Like uh, right now we, we can just solve problems with a call, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, okay, you know what? I'm struggling. I don't know. I, I really don't understand the accent or I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like uh, you just call a friend and they will help you and like uh, ready to, to go. So, Muy fácil. 
<laughs> I think like those are the little details that definitely, again, in every country, it will make the difference. It will avoid you like a bad experience. And it's just going to let you to keep uh, enjoying what you're experiencing and, and exploring a new place and a new culture and a new food, which is amazing. <laughs> yes. And so what's your time of year? What do you, when would you recommend to visit? What do you, time of year do you like? I think it depends where you're going. Yeah. Like in general, like um, uh, if you go to the beach in general, for me, like a summer is too hot and I'm Mexican. <laughs> it's too hot and too expensive. Okay. But if you go like, for example, in September, October, November, the weather is not that bad. Um, it's still like, a, I don't know, like a maybe on the 25. Okay. The water is not cold and it's more like a less people, less crowd. Maybe you don't want to have like all these shiny days, but it, it's worth it just to make sure that you have the beach by yourself. There is no people around, um, but it depends. It depends what you want. Yeah. Um, if you go, for example, to the center, there is Zacatecas, uh, Guanajuato, cold places, don't go on winter. <laughs> go yeah. on summer because it can be really, really cold. Yeah. Uh, you so I got a little cold in the, we arrived in January and the nights were cold. Days were fine, but the nights, because it is more deserty time climate, it, yeah, dropped down. Yes. Um, and Monterey, again, summer can be chaotic, like a 45 degrees. Um, now that I'm having living and, and maybe I'm I'm gonna be like overreacting, but for example, when I was living in Chicago and I went to for summer, I, I couldn't breathe. It was so so hot, and, and I made that one like, a, "You are such a baby! Like, a, you are living like a, you just left two years, and now you're saying that you cannot breathe." And I was like, a, "I swear for God, <laughs> like that is is really hot." And now that you get used to a different weather. Yeah, going back yeah. kind of hard. So for someone that is new, I won't recommend like a July, August, but the rest of the year is amazing. Yeah, I was because I came to visit in July, and your sister and I we went to Cerro de la Silla, and we had to climb. So it's this mountain. It's a like a, it's called like the Saddle Mountain. Beautiful. It looks over the whole of Monterey. It's amazing. But I, uh, we went to climb it and we had to do it in the afternoon, in the evening, because otherwise the day was too hot. Yes. And, yeah. and it's hard to just bring in like the water and bring in like a, it's, it's just better go by night and, or like in the afternoon. So like, it depends where you want to go. It depends uh, where are your plans. And again, do your research, making sure that you don't, you can explore and be a little bit adventurous, but if you want to enjoy and have a good time, just make sure that surprises are not around and then have a bad experience, right? Yeah. Oh, mil gracias. I'm, I miss Mexico. Te extraño México mucho. And te extrañamos. I miss you so much, too much. Um, I'm so fortunate to have seen you, yeah, as you said, Australia and Mexico and USA. And uh, But we should be back in Mexico together, I think. <laughs> Definitely. And and I'm so happy again. Um 
I feel so blessed to have you in my life and I really enjoy, I'm really happy to be part of your project. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for sharing this with me. And, and I'm so happy for you, for everything. And I really hope to see you again. I miss you and I love you a lot. Muchas gracias. Besos, besos, besos. Well, thank you for that, Emma. How was it? How was, it? was it as good for you as it was for me? It was excelente. Sí, muy excelente. <laughs> no, super fun. Um, just the only problem is I want to go back right now. I just, I would live in Mexico again in a heartbeat. Isn't there a cheese called Monterey cheese? Yes, but... Huh. It's Monterey Jack, and it's actually uh, more like the American, really, that really super yellow cheese. Oh, like Kraft Singles? Yeah. And there's Monterey in um, California too, Monterey um, Bay, yeah, up in California. There's Monterey in Sydney too. Okay, let's get back to <laughs> our lovely guest, Fabiola. Is she on the social medias? Uh, she is a bit, so I'll put her um, links in the show notes uh, so you can yep. connect with her and see some of her travels. She's a, she's not not just from Mexico. She loves her travel as well, so makes a very mm. good traveler. Nice. Yeah. But make sure to connect with us on the socials. And if you are a listener and you have some stories to share and you'd like to have a chat with Darius and I, then please send us an email, info at lovelytravels.com. Head over to our Facebook page, Lovely Travels, our Facebook group, which I have changed the name. I'll just let you know. It's Lovely Travels Community. Just to differentiate between um, the the page and, and the group, I just wanted to make sure. It's probably more for my convenience rather than yours. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> type in Lovely Travels, you'll find either one of them. And then we've got Instagram, Lovely Travels, and our website. Guess what? It's Lovely Travels. <laughs> so original. <laughs> so, so catchy, though. It's it's about um, repetition. repetition. But it's funny when I, when I talk to people about the podcast, we'll go, oh, what's your podcast called? I, I say it's called Lovely Travels. I'm lovely and I travels. And I travel. Very good. <laughs> it's like, oh, but then everyone's like, I can't find it. And I'm like, so, you know, you guys are here listening, so well done bravo you found it but congratulations make it clear that it's l-o-v-e double l-y yeah so if you're telling your friends make sure you remember to tell them that there's a double l in there yes okay we will catch you guys next time and we have more you know this is like a follow-on from our elopement episode which was in mexico and we've got another uh-huh. mexico related episode coming up soon with a very special like guest the- we're in the middle of a fiesta and you're all invited a mexican fiesta it's perfecto so uh come back enjoy again and in the meantime eat all the tacos hasta la vista baby